Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're exclusive on the production. Your experience just got serious. The following freestyle is not intended to be taken serious. If you feel some type of way about these bars, please reevaluate your life and get over yourself. Stash Jones. Good looking on the beat, homie. Uh, I'm about to murder this track. Uh, uh, and when I mean murder, uh, I'm not talking in an oh, let's sign this dual type murder. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm talking in a. I can't believe I did a collab with this clown type murder. Uh, okay. Uh, everything that good or ain't gold. Uh, and while my hoop announcement may be A1, uh, my rap career is real D3 Mighty Duckish. Okay. Uh, to save myself the embarrassment. Uh, and then you having to hear this rap suicide. Uh, I think I'm a talker. Okay. Uh, or maybe, just maybe, uh, I spit a bar just to say I rhyme on a Stash Jones beat. Okay. Yeah. My girl asked, huh? And I told her I had to get a ring, so she pulled out a bag of funyuns and said, "You got." 10 rings, nah, big bag I looked in shock But that made me Super happy Cheesy. I could be super cheap With that marriage heat uh, So I went and bought Me some more okay. heat The following freestyle is not intended to be serious oh. If you feel some type of way about these uh, bars Please uh, reevaluate your oh. life and get Switch over it up now yeah. Switch it up now yeah. Switch it up now yeah. Switch it up Let's go we got no more shows. Uh, it's time to hit the flow. Okay. But once we hit the flow, uh, she gotta twerk some more. Okay. While I throw my ones, uh, I want my chicken bowl. Uh, I don't care if it's stale, just save the welfare. Woo! We got no more the shows. Uh, it's time to hit the flow. Okay. But once we hit the flow, uh, she gotta twerk some more. Okay. While I throw my ones, uh, I want my chicken bowl. Okay. They show the chicken pump. Uh. Whoa. Yeah. We here, yeah. We here, yeah. We here. Uh, season four, welcome back. Let's get real ugly. Let's do some breakdown. Quick disclaimer: 
uh, if you're gonna approach me, please be cute. A little bit. I had this chick try to holler at me with no teeth. Wow. I was at the store uh, trying to buy that heat. Okay. When she walked up uh, and said you smelled tweet. So I looked up uh-huh. and said what? What? And when I looked up, uh, I screamed, man. Wow. My first thought was to be the real Forming. Then my second thought was I'm gonna eat your children. Tyson didn't know to respond or to throw some jazz. Lennox. But I seen that the damage was done, man. Mayweather. She said, why you jumping, boo? Huh? Does my look scare you? A little bit. I said, no, but you look quite familiar. Wow. She got a little cocky, man. Not in a good way. Then I looked back up and said, what you say, man? I thought you hung up the girls, man. Whoa. You look just like Tyson, man. Disrespectful. She chased me out the store, man. I would too, bro. The following freestyle is not intended to be serious. If you feel some type of way about these bars, please reevaluate your life and get over yourself. Attention. Attention. If you have on Team Jordans, you're chilling with someone who's rocking the finest Arabian horsehair, or refuse to acknowledge the fact that your body odor doesn't allow you the luxury to bounce around like you're in the midst of a sugar high, please exit this show immediately. Attention. Now, for those who remain, you are now tuned into Season 4 of Got em, Coach. The show where we get into the nitty-gritty of everything basketball in sneaker fashion. And if we're feeling chatty, we'll dabble into the local and national news as well. Now, here's your host, six foot one from Detroit, Michigan, Tyrone Smith! Yes. Yes. I'm back. Season four in the building. Exclusive breakdown. Got him, coach. Yes, sir. Here we go. Yes, sir. Here we go. Yo, man. I'm back in the building, man. Welcome to the season four premiere of Got him, coach. Hell yeah. This episode was supposed to be out two months ago. I was supposed to actually have did this episode on my mother's birthday. I had a nice little memory thing planned and all that good stuff for my mom i was gonna do it on the 17th of january but things change man and in the meantime between time i've had two other different type of season premiere dates that didn't happen mainly because man i've been working y'all already know i I work behind the scenes man i'm a i like to tell you i'm a one-man army and when i really say i'm a one-man army man i'm really a one-man army i really be on the nissle gristle by myself like it just it, it just don't stop but round of applause man we back on the mic we back on the mic i'm gonna try to be as consistent as i can consistently be i promise you i promise you i'm gonna try to be as consistent as i can consistently be y'all talk about trying my best to transition from season three which aired on New Year's Day and they're trying to transition everything I had to do 16 days later. Promo, thank you video, all that other good stuff that I had to do. Trying to transition from doing all that to trying to put together a season four episode was a lot of work. So the first thing I did was I got a new partnership with a with a with a streaming service called Verbal, uh, which is an audio streaming app destinations for all types of audio creators and anyone who loves listening to audio i'm gonna start ramping up promotional stuff very very soon it's just man it just be too much i'll be having so much going on i'll be doing so much so it's just be like other aspects of things that i'm trying to do it just be get lost in the shuffle shout out to verbal for verifying me i think this is my first verifiable account with the check first verifiable account which is a which is a great thing you know i'm very happy about that you know 
I never would have expected that. Just coming in, you know, I didn't I didn't expect to do anything major with it. I just wanted to come and talk basketball without looking crazy. People think I'm talking to myself. So that's what that was. So shout out to Verbal once again for reaching out to me, verifying me, giving me the own station. So I need to get on there. I need to start promoting on there. And I'm going to start doing that very, very soon. Hell yeah. I actually trademarked the slogan for Point Island. <laughs> trademarked it back in January. And I am in the process of releasing official Four Point Island merchandise. Say what? I've been rocking around with a couple hoodies that I made exclusively for myself. And a lot of people have been rocking with the Four Point Island hoodies. I actually made a jersey and I made some shorts. So I'm really trying to dabble into the merchandise of Four Point Island. I'm actually starting my own online platform. Hell yeah. Mainly because I want to cut out middleman. I'm selfish. I'm stingy and I don't like I don't really like help. I like I like to get it on my own. So I started the exclusive breakdown network. I had it up and then it's not really what I thought it would be. So um it's probably gonna come down and I'm gonna try to retweak it and do everything right, get everything together, get everything that I need to get proper. Before I actually come out, I think I just kind of rushed it on some let me get this out type stuff and it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to work out. So I was in an early initial talks with iHeartRadio, but them kind of backed off a little bit. As y'all do know, my show is actually on iHeartRadio. I was actually trying to get some marketing and advertising done with them and I have been so busy, man. I've missed Missed several of the of the um, phone meetings, and hopefully I can get back in touch with them to try to set something up. I'm surprised that Michigan is one of my lower listening bases, and I'm from the state of Michigan, which is crazy. But the city that I live in is probably one of my highest listening cities, which is kind of surprising if you ask me. But well, it shouldn't be that. that well, it should be surprised because I just moved out here some years ago, so I don't really know people here. I know everybody in Detroit though, so that's kind of weird. I'm I'm putting the pedal to the metal in the state of Michigan, man. I got two billboards going up. I got one going up in the old neighborhood. Shout out to all my North Indians out there in Detroit. And I got one going up in the in the suburban neighborhood. In addition, I have mobile advertising that's getting ready to start up so man i'm when i tell you that i'm I'm just trying to i'm just trying to put work in man i'm really trying to put work in so look don't 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 mind me in the words in the infamous words of malice from the clips i'm grinding man y'all never mind me I ain't gonna lie to two months it's probably it's probably gonna take me a minute to get back from the time that i took off from recording but I feel like once I get back on that on that consistency train and once I get back to doing what I normally do, I feel like it's not going to be an issue. I feel like everything is going to fall right back into place the way it's supposed to fall back into place. And I'm excited. I'm a fun guy. Now that we got all that mushy stuff out the way, all that good stuff out the way, man, I'm I'm happy to be here, man. I ain't going to lie. I'm happy to be here. I've been one to record for the longest and I'm just like, you know what? I can't I can't keep promoting and trying to build build a build a base off of everything that I've done for for three seasons. If I want to do it, I got I got the season four cover art up. I need to start getting stuff together. I need to start putting things out there before we get into any festivities. Um, this season, I figure it's it's a it's been imperative for y'all to know where I come from. <laughs> what I mean by where I come from. Y'all need to understand the grind that I've had for the past three seasons going into my fourth season. I've had some great moments. I've had some really great moments. I've had some really funny moments, moments that you will never expect from me. We've been around long enough to go back in history with some of the show's infamous moments. Let's go back into time. Back. 
shit. A lot of things about to change. Bones about to start aching. About to start going to bed super early. About to start complaining. About to have that old people's patience. You know that old people's patience? Where they want to cuss everything and everybody out. I'm about to start having that. Getting a year closer to the SSI checks. Look, I'm going through it right now. I'm, I think I'm about to go through a midlife crisis. Uh, uh, I think I'm about to get a, a mohawk in my head. I am literally about to go through it. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. But we gonna try to avoid it. But once we get into like February and March and April, hey, look, you definitely gonna start seeing some change. I might have to go with the blonde hair. Um, I might have to go with the tall tees and the jabos with the Air Force Ones. Look, I need to do anything possible to make myself feel. Let's go back into time. I, I tell you, man, I was really going through it this particular time, man. Like, I was really, really, I didn't know how to process the fact that I wasn't going to be 20 in my 20s no more. Like, I was really about to turn 30, bro. I didn't know how to process it. I just, oh, man. I'm, I'm, I, sometimes I feel it. Sometimes I be feeling it. And I, I be going through the motions, man. I be going through the motions. But that was one of my infamous moments in God of Coach history. Beige Records actually reached out to me. So, first of all, shout out to Beige Records. I don't know if they legit or not, but they actually reached out to me via SoundCloud. They sent me an email saying that they love what I do, which kind of made me iffy because I think on my SoundCloud, I think I only have up to season two of episodes on there. So, I mean, even then, you could you could you could love previous seasons of episodes. All of the episodes to me are fire. So shout out to Page Records for actually reaching out to me to actually be an artist. I don't know what kind of artist I'll be. I don't know how much profit I would make those guys because I'm not a I'm not a legitimate artist. I just I just freestyle for fun and just to be a jerk. <laughs> shout out to Page Records, man. Shout out to Page Records. So now that we got all of that out the way it's time for us to get into the episode y'all already know what time it is man episode number one of the show where i discovered that you could save a bunch of money in your bank account by simply buying groceries hell yeah I have not door dashed. I actually door dashed. I actually door dashed Saturday night. But I haven't door dashed in, in like a week before that. But it wasn't nothing major. I used to door dash every other day. I used to door dash. $25 here. $33 there. $50 here. $75 there. And when I would look at my when I would look at my account, it would be sad. Fifteen dollars here, seventeen dollars there, twenty dollars here, negative seven dollars there. Then I had to then I had to go turn to the credit card and put it on the like. Look, I I, I had a DoorDash addiction. I was addicted to buying DoorDashes, mainly because I don't like to cook. I be tired. I don't be, I don't be liking to cook. Not saying that I can't cook for myself if I need to. I just don't be wanting to. And I just rather, I just rather have food come to me. I eat, sit down on the little, the little L part on my sectional, watch my seventy-five boy, and my, uh, play my, play my PS5, which I'm going to get into. I'm just not going to get into it this episode. But next episode, I'm going to. Daytona is going to review PS5. Got him, coach. Yes, 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 yes. I am your host, Tyrone Smith, aka 
Grown to Exclusive, aka Mr. Hustle Bandit, aka Mr. Sneaker Bandit. If you try to say it with me, I am going to see you send you a cease and desist letter in the mail because it's mine now. Four Point Island, lock them up wrong. And right now, I don't know whether to call myself this or if I should call myself the new name because I'm in the middle of month three of my seventh month wolf. So your boy is kind of spinning around the world, but your boy is also looking like a baby Ben Wallace. So for the first couple episodes of the season, I'm going to call myself. Protona 360. <laughs> Look, I got a little, I got a little baby fro under the do rag, so I gotta call myself Frotona. Frotona 360, alive and in the flesh, man. And y'all already know what I come to do, man. I came to give y'all that Dylan Dillinger hot fire, that H E A T Y'all already know how I go. Oh, look what you got it done. This episode just got serious. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, shout out to Stash Jones on the beat. That first part of that freestyle that y'all heard, that was actually his beat. So shout out to Stash Jones. Actually reached out to me in December doing a collab I figured that I'd dedicate this particular segment to letting his beat play and just talking to y'all and doing some other things so I wanted to use this particular segment to shout out brands, producers creators, whatever whatever, shout out to Illyville Illyville actually sent me a facts over findings t-shirt, I think that's what the t-shirt is i actually have another shirt from them they out there doing their thing they actually getting ready to produce a show themselves called honestly speaking so when that show do come on make sure y'all do check that out i think that's gonna be a good look it's a good dude overall man y'all know anytime somebody want to go out there and want to change the narrative and and, 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 and do things for themselves man you know i'm always rocking with it you know, and it's it's imperative for us black entrepreneurs to support other black entrepreneurs. You know what I'm saying? So we just can't support people that's already made it. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing that kind of I ain't gonna lie, kind of irks me a little bit with some of the people that I know. I'll be busting my butt putting these episodes together, and I won't get the same recognition that somebody that bigger or somebody who in the city or whatever that's going through the same hustle and bustle made it or whatever and they'll get more love and support than people that they than, than other people the people that they know they might not even know these celebrities they just know them from social media and all that other good stuff but they'll support them but they'll know a person they'll know a person for like five years and won't support the other you know somebody that they know they won't support their brand or they hustle or nothing like that. And that's that, that kind of sucks, but it I mean it is what it is, man. You know, people like to follow waves or people like to follow the leader. That's what I like. That's what I consider it, follow the leader. I realized on my own Instagram account, I'm not a big social media guy, so I don't tell people like follow me and all this other stuff. I mean I put it out there, but I'm not I'm not chasing for followers or nothing like that. But I realized because I was on my Instagram the other day. And I realized that I don't follow any celebrities on my Instagram. I only follow one. I only follow one celebrity. And the only reason I follow that celebrity is because that's my blood cousin. Other than that, I don't follow any celebrities on my personal Instagram page because I'm just not. I'm not imperative to know what other celebrities are doing. Like I don't. I don't base my life up to, to know who posted what or who's saying what. It's just I really don't care. You know what I'm saying? You got people like that who do care, like who follow celebrities all day, every day. And I'm not knocking people for you know you do what you want, but it's just to me I'm not I'm not 
impressed to know what a, what a celebrity is gonna be. And then I figured I'm gonna be a celebrity eventually. I don't want to be, but I feel like the charm and the silliness and the the knowledge and just being who I am on the mic and just being real chill and mellow and being a real one. Cause I I, do, I like to consider myself a real one. I, I'm not I'm not scared to sugar I'm not I'm not gonna sugarcoat nothing with you. I'm gonna keep it real with you because I want to see every like I said I want to see people win, man. And I feel like it's a lot of yes men in this world. They just wanna they just wanna just say yes because they don't wanna hurt nobody's feelings. I don't care about your feelings. You know what I'm saying? I mean I care about your feelings, but I'm not I, I'm I'm not I wasn't put on this earth to preserve feelings. You know what I'm saying? You wanna make it if you got a goal that you wanna reach. Guy that you wanna, I'm, I'm gonna stay on you. I'm gonna stay on you. And when you slacking and you feel like you wanna be on the on the bull, but yo, like what's what's going on? You you gotta you gotta plan right. Here. You laid it out A B C. Like what's what's going on here? I'm that type of friend, and everybody needs that type of friend. Anymore. Not one that's just gonna like put out trash. And, oh yeah, that's tight. Somebody actually reached out to me. Um, I've been reached out several times and. Has to get my opinion on different things, and I'm I'm brutally I'm brutally honest, I'm brutally honest with you. Just like I want people to be brutally honest with me with things. That's that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. You can't go in this world if you just got people who's just gonna tell you what you want to hear. And I think that's what have a lot of people in situations where they're not able to progress because they just have to take people to tell them what they want to hear. And I think my rant <laughs> is done, man. My rant is done. So another new segment coming into the season. I have alter egos. I have alter egos. I have regular old business suit and tie. You know, I like wearing suit and tie. Jersey over the hoodie. Jordan regular Ron, and then you got black hoodie, black do rag. You got hoodie Ron. You got the, the sneaker loving sneaker bandit tee, and then you got four pun island wrong. So I decided to give Hoodie Wrong 60 seconds to share things that he doesn't like or, or things that really grinds his gears. So let's debut the new segment 60 seconds with Hoodie Wrong. What's good? Hoodie Wrong in the building, and I hate the color orange. I don't know if it's because our president was orange Or maybe because they took the orange lava drink from McDonald's But I just don't like the color orange It made me feel some type of way Just like this beat made me want to go rob somebody right now But I'm not that type of guy I'm a cool guy Who like to wear black hoodies every once in a while Throwing a little dewy Make myself feel a little gangster Give me a red pop on snap on drink pop but you know what i mean it's one of them things where orange just kind of dominates and i don't like it let's start a campaign to make black the new color let's get an all black flag with some red stripes yeah Alright, that was 60 seconds with Hoodie Wrong. Before we get into the nestle gristle of this week's episode, let's pause for station identification. We're exclusive on the production. Your experience just got serious. Alright, so station identification has been done So we're going to get into the episode I'm not going to lie The season, this season has just been I don't, I don't know, I ain't really been feeling The basketball season like that I, I just, it, it just hasn't really captivated me Like any other basketball season Maybe it's because of COVID And the fact that maybe the fans aren't there and maybe because I had actually myself, I actually haven't been to any basketball games. Normally, I try to go to a couple a year. 
it, it, it just don't seem it don't it don't have that same pizzazz or, or fun in it like it used to shout out to the phoenix suns who are one of the better teams in the nba right now the phoenix suns are second in the western conference bro second they are three and a half games behind the utah Jazz. do y'all understand how happy i am as a phoenix suns fan because a couple years ago season one matter of fact i particularly said that phoenix was going to be one of the teams that you are going to have to look out for in the next five years this was in season one and i've been looking like a fool they had a lot of young talent that's kind of come through overall but it's not worked out and they finally got the players that they need chris paul has come in i'm not a big chris paul fan personally but when he plays for phoenix he is probably one of my favorite players right now team him up with devin booker mikhail bridges deandre Ayton. you got jay crowder man you know you just made a trade for tory craig a nice little defensive player you got dario sarge who's playing well it's galloway Carter, like you got some Cameron Payne, you got a lot, you got some pieces in Phoenix that are doing the thing. They are doing the thing, and they are second. They are second in the Western Conference. Like I'm so proud. Round of applause for the Phoenix Suns. Round of applause if you are a Phoenix Suns fan like myself. It's been rough, rough couple years, but we are in elite status, and we are. I don't know if I can say championship contenders. I don't know if I can say that. I felt as if they were able to get LaMarcus Aldridge, which I'll talk about a little later. If they was able to get LaMarcus Aldridge in the buyout market, then that would have put them over the top. I'm not too sold on Sarge and Crowder. Even though they're good players, I'm just not sold on them. I felt like Aldridge would put them over the top. Blake and Chris Paul, if they ever worked out their beef, I felt like that would have been a good, good pickup for them. But shout out to the Phoenix Suns, one of my top, one of my four surprise teams, in addition to the Charlotte Hornets, who I said in my season preview, if I'm not mistaken, that Charlotte is going to be one of the most exciting teams in the NBA. And I am looking good on my promise. They are currently fourth in the Eastern Conference, which at a 23 and 22 record isn't that great because Western the rest of the conference is kind of above or below average at best or just average. But Charlotte, when you look at what they have, one of the things I was worried about is their log jam at the wing, which is kind of is what make them what they are. Terry Rozier is stepping into his own. Devontae Graham, he's been kind of inconsistent this season, but he just had a game against Phoenix where he put up a bunch of buckets, like seven, eight, three, or something like that. So he'd been out there working. But LaMelo Ball, LaMelo Ball was my rookie of the year choice. And he had made me look well until he broke his wrist and he's going to miss the rest of the season. I feel like it's going to go to Anthony Edwards now. Personally, I don't know. I think it should still go to Melo. If the Charlotte Hornets make the playoffs, Melo had a lot to do with the Charlotte Hornets' success. Now, that's another team that I feel like they missed out on the bio market. I don't like their centers. I don't like Cody Zeller. I don't like Bismack Biombo. I don't like their centers. They could have got an Andre Drummond. That would have put, I wouldn't say championship contenders, but they probably would have kept them the top six playoff positions even as it is now i mean they're, they're fourth in the conference right now they're still in the six they're still in the top six which if you would say anything i said there was going to be a sight i didn't say they were going to be very very good or very competitive they've been very competitive so shout out to the charlotte hornets shout out to the new york knicks Another team that I felt like was going to be competitive, but I knew it was going to be very, very good defensively with Thibodeau coming in as the coach. Julius Randle. Julius Randle is out here hooping. When I mean hooping, I mean hooping, hooping. 
Julius Randle is out here making some moves. He made his first all-star team. Congratulations to him. On such a great accomplishment. The guy who has been put through the fire, man. Put through the fire. A lot of people didn't like the way he handled his first season in New York. When we look at 23 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, he stepped into his own. And if he don't win most improved, it's a problem. I tell you, New York is in a good spot. They got some draft picks. They're winning. They're relevant again. You, you, you possibly be seeing some free agents come to New York, man. Definitely. And next up, last up on my surprise team, is I'm going to have to go with the week of the time. I'm going to go with the Spurs. The San Antonio Spurs. I just looked at this team, man. It's just not the same. You know, they kind of look through the youth. So anytime you got a team that looks through the youth, man, it's, it's just going to be ugly. But San Antonio is currently eighth, man. Eighth in the playoffs, which means they're going to be in the playing game. But I just didn't expect for them to be in the playing game with all of the everything that's going on in the Western Conference. I felt that they were not going to be one of those teams that was going to be there when it was all said and done. Despite having a good coach and I just didn't really believe in the young players. I felt like it was going to maybe be a year or two before they really caught on. But San Antonio, 23 or 21. I mean, they are 4-6 in their last 10 games. But, man, you just can't take away from the fact that the boys have really been working hard to put themselves in the position that they put themselves in. So, shout out to the San Antonio Spurs. Shout out to the Suns, the Hornets, and the Knicks for disappointing teams. Let's talk about let's talk about the Pacers. Right now they're 21 and 24. When you look at the team, man, it's just not exciting. It's not exciting enough. I just I feel like Sabonis and Turner, I don't know. I don't think that's gonna work out. I mean it has worked out, but I don't know if that's gonna be a long-term plan. TJ Warren, he's been hurt after that dominant bubble performance. You know, Karis Avert, he just came back. With him and Brogdon, maybe you have something there for the future. But I feel like this season, with everything that's going on, I just feel like this season, it just wasn't for them. And they could possibly make noise. They have the talent to make noise. I just don't see them making that much noise. Next up on my list, I'm going to go with the Wizards. Mainly because I had them in the seventh spot in the Eastern Conference going into the season. And when you look at the talent with Westbrook, Bill, Abdia, Bryant, Hachimura, Bertans, they, like they had a lot of talent going into the season. Bryant got hurt. Bertans, for the most part, he hasn't been Bertans. You know, like he, he hits the three, but games, Wizards games that I watch, he hasn't been. He ain't really been popping that three like that. Westbrook is Westbrook, Bill is Bill, but it's really not much after that. And winners are too straight, and Westbrook been balling all lately, but the Wizards can do much better than what they've been doing. Despite winning on Monday night, the New Orleans Pelicans, just not what I expected. Now, they are 6-4 their last 10 games. But they're 21 and 25, and with the talent that they have on the roster, that shouldn't be the case. Maybe the Zion, Stephen Adams thing, maybe that's not a good idea, but they do lead the league in offensive rebounds, like offensive rebound percentage. I'm thinking Stan Van Gundy. I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan of Stan Van Gundy coming in as the coach of the Pelicans. I felt like they needed a young guy who runs, and that's just not in Stan Van Gundy's DNA. And you can see it with this team. Now, like I said, they have the they have the talent to possibly make a run. But personally, I just don't think that they should be in a position right now where they should be having to catch up to San Antonio. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I feel like that or Memphis. They shouldn't or Sacramento. They shouldn't be in that position to be catching up with these teams. They should be ahead of these teams. And right now they're catching up to them. Last on my list is the Boston Celtics. And this one hurts because I have Boston winning 
the Eastern Conference. I felt that they were going to win the Eastern Conference. And they're just not doing it. I don't I just I feel like they have too many guys who want to be the man. They want to be the hero. They want to be the number one option and it's just not working well with team chemistry overall. They needed big man help, but they trade Daniel Thice. And your big man consists of Robert Williams, who's a very solid big man, quick athletic jumper. Robert Williams, in addition to Grant Williams, in addition to Taco Fall, and then they got Luke Cornett, and then they got another guy. So they got a, a couple pick and pop guys. But if anybody needed Andre Drummond, Boston needed Andre Drummond, and they didn't get him. Things can still be changed around. Boston is going to be a dangerous team if they can get into the playoffs. I still personally believe that. They have the talent to go all of the way. There's no way with all of the capital they've had over the years, all of the young players that they do have, all of the tradable assets that they've had. It's no way that Boston should not have been able to pick up a big-time talent to help them for this chase for the Eastern Conference. But early in the season, like I said, I had them I had to win in the Eastern Conference. I felt like they were going to be a better team than Philly because I didn't know what Philly was going to bring you with Simmons and Embiid and with Doc Rivers coming in. I didn't know. Um, Milwaukee, I felt like their their death was worse after they made the trade for Drew Holiday. I felt like their death had gotten worse. Brooklyn, I felt like they could have beat they could have beat Brooklyn because I didn't know if KD was gonna be consistently playing. You didn't you didn't know what Kyrie was gonna be until and then when James Harden playing, that kind of took took everything away. Boston still has a chance, but right now it's just not looking so good. So those are my four surprise and disappointments. Let's talk about the winners and losers of the trade deadline. One winner from the trade deadline is going to be Zach Levine from the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine has been a bucket all all year, but it seems like at times he does it by himself. Nikola Vucevic is a 2010 guy easily and probably one of the top three big men in the Eastern Conference. Chicago got him really without having to give up a lot. Now, it could be a lot. Chicago is still kind of struggling, but I don't think they'll struggle for too much longer. But Orlando does have two first round picks from the Bulls. But Zach Levine finally has a guy who can help him score and he doesn't have to do all the scoring by himself. Or Zach Levine could be a loser in this situation because now he has somebody to help him score and he might not be able to score as much as he used to. Denver beefs up their front Another winner in the trade deadline. I'm going to have to go with the Denver Nuggets, man. They've needed power for help for the longest ever since Jeremy Grant went to the Pistons. They've needed backup center help for the longest ever since Miles Plumlee went to the Pistons. And they got that in the trade deadline by acquiring Aaron Gordon and JaVale McGee. Now, you look at JaVale McGee and everybody want to make fun of him, but JaVale McGee has been a solid contributor for three championship runs, two in Golden State, one with the Lakers. The backup help that they have for Jokic just wasn't going to cut it. Paul Millsap is really starting to show his age, and I feel like getting younger and important. It's just what they needed. They gave up Gary Harris, who's just who's always hurt but even when he's not hurt I mean he's a great defender but offensively it's just like he has some nights where his his shot struggles and it seems like he has more of them bad nights than he do have good nights offensively so now I like like the direction that they're going in and getting younger at that forward spot they got a nice solid backup in so I expect Denver maybe not to come out the west but i expect for them to to, to make a solid run now i put philly as a winner because they were in the sweepstakes for kyle lowry and i put ben simmons as a winner because they didn't get kyle lowry i didn't know i don't know what kind of effect that would have had to ben simmons if kyle lowry had become a 
member of the Philadelphia 76ers, I felt like that would have put Ben Simmons in an interesting spot because you're not going to bench Kyle Lowry. He's not a benchable point guard. He's a very capable starting point guard. And I don't know how good he would be off of the ball. I feel like he would be the point guard. And so probably meant you would take this ball out of Simmons' hands and maybe put him at the forward spot. But then you, it just would have been too much of a congestion with him and Tobias and B. Portland gets deeper. Portland. Portland got Norman Powell. And when you talk about Portland, Portland is one of them deep, deep teams when you really look at it. I mean, they got um, they got death everywhere. And a lot of the players are hurt, but you gotta remember the players gonna be coming back. They got a lot of talent over there in Portland. And I'm very excited to see what there's gonna be going into the remainder of the season and into the playoffs. Portland can be one of the teams that can shock a lot of people. Hold this L, Boston. Sorry. I talked about losers, and I talked about how Boston, I felt that they should have got a big man, and they traded for Evan Fournier, which makes no sense to me because they already have good wing players. You don't need another wing player. You need another big man. And then you trade your one of your solid, legitimate big men Daniel uh, Daniel Thice, you trade him to the Bulls. If you if you're depending on Grant Williams and Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams and Taco Fall for you to make some noise, then you're gonna have a very quick player for him. Charlotte. The Charlotte Hornets were another team that I felt like they could have did more. They did pick up Brad Wanamaker to kind of help alleviate the loss of the mellow ball, but they still needed another big man, and they wasn't able to make that happen. I don't think Charlotte thought they would be them, put themselves in a position to where they thought where they were going to be a legitimate contender. I feel like help is going to come soon. Lonzo Lonzo didn't get traded, which I think ultimately means that I don't think he's going to be with the Pelicans. I don't think he signs back with the Pelicans. If I were him, I wouldn't want to sign back with the Pelicans. For all of the crap LeVar talks, this one actually makes a lot of sense. I don't feel that New Orleans and Lonzo are the best fit together. The Clippers, any team that they really need a point guard, could use a Lonzo ball. And it's amazing what Lonzo Ball has been able to do. This is a guy who you will leave open. You will leave open for him to shoot. Now he's become one of the better three-point shooters in the league. But Lonzo not being traded, I feel like it's going to be. I feel like it's an L for him. The GM. The Lakers didn't really do anything. When you had other teams that were doing things, you know, Brooklyn. Brooklyn got James. Yeah, Brooklyn got James Harden, and you know they got. Griffin before the trade deadline, but they they made moves. Denver they made moves. The Clippers they got Rondo. So I felt like the Lakers could have at least made a move, but they were they were active in the buyout market. They did pick up Andre Drummond, who was going to help. So that's going to be a scary a scary front Ron AD Drummond. Now Drummond doesn't have to pretend like he's this offensive powerhouse. He can now be a rim runner, an offensive rebounder, play some solid defense, and let AD and let Brian put work in and put put him in a position for him to get buckets. It's a solid move for LA, and I'm, 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 I'm glad that they were able to do such a thing. Now that we got our trade deadline winners and losers out of the way, Let's go ahead and let's update our awards this year. Let's get into it. NBA Awards 2021. So, MVP. I think I had Anthony Davis winning MVP in my season preview. I have James Harden winning it this year. Everybody want to talk about what Jokic is doing, it, and that's that's amazing. And if, if, if I had to put a close second, he would probably be my close second. But what Harden has done, leaving Houston, going to Brooklyn, it just seems like the transition has just been seen, has seemed so effortlessly. And it just seems like Brooklyn is on a whole nother level right now, especially with missing Kevin Durant right now. And James Harden is playing the point guard. Rookie of the year. 
LaMelo. Early season, I had LaMelo Ball winning rookie of the year. I still have him winning rookie of the year, even though he's hurt. You got a lot of other good candidates, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Sadiq Bay, and Mary Quickly. But I feel as if LaMelo is the soul, is the reason, is a big part of the reason why Charlotte is in the position that they're in now. If they fall, you can say that they failed so mainly because LaMelo Ball was hurt. And I feel like that would give him more of a edge in terms of him winning an award. Jordan Clark, I mean, six man of the year. Six man of the year, I honestly think is not even close. I mean, you have some guys. You have Eric Gordon, Terrence Ross, Chris Boucher from Toronto, Bobby Portis from Milwaukee. But this this award is Jordan Clarkson's to lose. He comes in. He plays about 25 minutes. He puts up 18 points. He, he has the freedom to shoot whenever he wants. It, it kind of works with this Utah Jazz team who has become just this three-point juggernaut. And when you say Utah Jazz and three-point juggernaut, you're just so used to the Carl Malone, John Stockton days of old-school pick-and-roll basketball. Carlos Boozer backing you down, Darren Williams posting up the low guard. You just, you're just not used to the, the Utah Jazz being this dominant <laughs> offensive team. My defensive player of the year for this season. Early on, I had Anthony Davis. This year, I, I got Rudy Gobert. Now, Miles Turner. It was probably gonna be my second pick. You even got guys like Ben Simmons, um, Joel Embiid. You can put Giannis there if you want to. But when you look at the fact that the Jazz they're ranked in defense, number three in defensive efficiency. He's number one in defensive rating, number one in defensive win shares. Rudy Gobert, it's, it's his award to lose, which will make him a three-time defensive player of the year. And he needs to stop winning these awards because. I don't want nobody really to kind of put themselves in the same category as one of my favorite players of all time, Ben Wallace. Most Most improved player. You have some great candidates. Christian Wood, Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon has become an offensive juggernaut. Zach Levine, offensive juggernaut. Remember when Zach Levine just used to dunk? <laughs> and he, he just kind of he just turned his game around to where he's become this lethal offensive weapon. But this award is gonna go to Julius Randle. I don't know what the hate is with Julius Randle. I've watched Julius Randle play and I've watched him give buckets. And every time that I would see highlights, I would watch Julius Randle give buckets. I don't know if, if it's because New York bright lights in the big stage in New York the big market that is New York and he just he just had a bad year that year and you can kind of see once he get focused he's one of the better forwards in the game man so you can't you can't take that away from him and he's got the Knicks in the playoffs he got the Knicks in the playoffs so let's give Julius Randle his credit now coach of the year I'm going to go with Quinn, Quinn Snyder. But I also want to go with Monty Williams. Phoenix has had a little more turnover in terms of roster than what the Jazz have had. When I, when I look at that, I I, I got to go Monty Williams. And that's not to take away from what Quinn Snyder has done. But Monty Williams has Phoenix in second place in the Western Conference. With a new point guard, new Jay, and all these young, young pieces. Utah is, is is nicely built, but their team is pretty much the same team from last year, just about. And they got a uh, Bogdanovich back from injury. So I I, I get I, I'm giving it to Monty Williams. I'm giving it to Monty, Monty Williams, man. Monty Williams is my coach. Of so for executive of the year, you got some good choices. You can go with Lawrence Franklin. But what Lawrence Franklin was able to do, he lost Matrez, but he was able to get Luke Kennard, which may have been a controversial sign. I think Luke Kennard is worth the money that they gave him. 
But they got Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka, I feel like, is a better fit for the team than Will. Marcus Morris, see, they resigned him. But the Lakers were able to pick up Montrez, and a lot of people didn't expect for them to do such a thing. And they was able to get Andre Drummond in the buyout. Sean Marks picking up James Harden. In addition to Blake Griffin, in addition to LaMarcus Aldridge, who everybody talking about, oh my God, they got five, five, six all NBA players. Man, LaMarcus Aldridge is 35 years old. <laughs> Bro, he is not the young, he's not the Portland Trailblazers, LaMarcus. Just like Blake Griffin isn't the first full season Detroit Piston Blake Griffin. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people chill, chill out, man. They're not in their primes no more. They're past their prime. They're going to give you some nights where they can show you flashes of old dominance, but more so, they're they're older. The injuries is caught up to them. Like, chill. <laughs> Dennis Lindsay in Utah, man, they don't have a superstar, but they built their team organically through the draft, and it's worked out well for them. They don't go out and they don't sign the big-time free agents. They get players who fit right into their system. Daryl Morley, he's a good GM for what he's done getting Embiid and Simmons shooters around him with Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris. They can re-sign him. So Daryl Morley, he caught a lot of a lot of flack, but he's doing a solid job in Philadelphia. And all that being said, I'm going to have to go homer again. I'm going to have to go with Jay, not Jay, <laughs> James Jones. Now, I wasn't a fan of James Jones. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't a fan of James Jones when they hired him. What he's done has been very, very good. Got Chris Paul in the trade. Get Jay Crowder there and Langston Galloway. You know, they got, got Dario Saris, Cameron Payne, Jamal Carter, Bringing, Monty Williams. So he's done a lot of great things for the Phoenix organization franchise. Now, it's not to go without his flaws. Tenth pick in the draft, should have got Halliburton. And that's another guy that I missed out on my rookie of the year, but he's definitely in the top five. But can't count on Chris Paul to be your point guard. The point guard, I think he should have drafted a point guard to help transition to when Chris Paul wants to lead. Despite saying all that. You can't take away from what James Jones did. But maybe that's just me being a Phoenix Suns fan and actually seeing Phoenix actually being good this year. So maybe that's just me saying it. But maybe the professional, like the legitimate answer would probably have to be probably have to be Dennis Lindsay in Utah. They're number one in the NBA. They're number one in the Western Conference with teams like the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, the Nuggets. Dallas. I mean, Dallas has been another disappointing team, but they're, at least they're in the they're in consideration. So there you go. <laughs> and that's it, man. Oh, before I go, I want to talk about the All Star Game, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop up out of here. I'm gonna give y'all everything NBA that I wasn't able to give y'all for the past couple months. But the All Star Game was boring. Maybe because it wasn't fans, but it was. I, I, I only wa- I watched maybe the first quarter, and that was it. It just didn't have that same appeal. One thing I did like, though, I did like the fact that they put all of the events into one night. I actually like that. I actually like that they had the three point shootout. They had the steel skills competition. I like that they put all of that into one night. I think that's that's how they should do it going forward. And you may get they may get stars who want to compete in some of these events you might get like a zion who want to compete in the dunk contest maybe you maybe you'll get that one in a million chance well maybe not no more i was gonna say lebron competing in the slam dunk contest but maybe you do get those stars who want to compete in these events because i mean they gotta play and i think the best way to really warm yourself up for games like this is maybe you're gonna get a little run a little jumping a little passing a little shooting all that so I did like that aspect of it. I still do like the the aspect where they add 24 points onto the score, and the first one to score. Let's say if it, if, if a team scored 100 points and then they add 124, so the first team to score 124 wins. 
I do like that aspect, but the, t- the game was just so boring. Maybe because the team LeBron dominated from start to finish, but it was just like, ugh. But I think some of the aspects in terms of putting everything in one night, I think they should continue that. Maybe instead of having a three-night weekend where you had like the, uh, the celebrity game and all that other good stuff, USA versus World, and then you had Saturday night. Maybe you put all that into... Maybe you do still do three nights. Maybe you have the celebrity game one night, then you have the uh, USA versus World another night, and then you have the All Star events culminating the All Star game. That's the episode. I'm glad to be back. I appreciate y'all listening. If y'all did get this far, appreciate y'all rocking out with me, man. I'm Tyrone Smith, Wrong Two Exclusive Hustle Bandit, Sneaker Bandit, Four Point Island, Lock Em Up, Wrong. Daytona for Tona 360 in the live and in the flesh and I'm about to sign out and I will holler at y'all in two weeks. Thanks for tuning in. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you want more access to the show or the brand overall, follow us on Instagram at Exclusive Breakdown. For early access and content offered nowhere else, check out patreon.com slash exclusive breakdown. We'll be back in two weeks, unless something happens to bring us back on the mic. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.